KMTT, Kimitzion Teitzei Torah. You're listening to the Erev Shabbat program. Erev Shabbat Kodesh, Parshat Matot Masei, Kaf Hei Tammuz. The Erev Shabbat program, program is Li Lui Nishmat, Shlomo Yosef, Ben, Chaim Shmuel, and I am your host, Jonathan Snowbell. I'm a proud member of B'nai Akiva, Shevet Amishav, and Parshat Mas'eh always has significance to people who grew up in B'nai Akiva because of Lagnag. What is Lagnag, do you say? Well, let me just give a brief introduction. When I, when I think about Parshat Matot Masay and what I want to talk about, so what I want to talk about is the story of B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruven, but I'm quite certain that I spoke about B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruven last year. And the story of B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruven certainly puts the, the issue of uh, Eretz Yisrael versus outside of Eretz Yisrael into the forefront. Going on in the parsha, however, we reach Lagnag. What is Lagnag? Paraklamet Gimel Pasuk Nun Gimel. Vehorashtem et ha'aretz yishavtem ba, kilachem natati ta'aretz l'areshetotah. You will empty out the land of its inhabitants, presumably, vishavtem ba, and you will dwell in it, kilachem natati ta'aretz, because to you I have given the land, l'areshetotah, to inherit it. And this, the Ramban Nachmanides cites as the source for the positive mitzvah to settle the land of Eretz Yisrael, and he writes in no uncertain terms that this is a mitzvah on not only, as it would appear from the Pasuk, the nation, but it's a mitzvah on individuals as well to live in Eretz Yisrael at all times. And uh, we grew up in Bnei Akiva, as people who are trying to look for an ideology that puts Eretz Yisrael in its center, a strong Torah source, we we grew up discussing and looking at the mitzvah of Eretz Yisrael, the mitzvah of dwelling in the land of Eretz Yisrael, as the focal point of our ideology. According to the Ramban, there is a mitzvah. But what about, according to the Rambam? Is there a mitzvah according to the Rambam? And then further we discuss... Rav Soloveitchik and Rav Moshe Feinstein and other later Dei is there a positive commandment to move to Eretz Yisrael or not? Um, we grew up on uh, there's a famous story that well Rav Moshe Feinstein writes in a tshuva that uh, he didn't think there was a obligation to move to Eretz Yisrael, but if you lived in Eretz Yisrael, you fulfilled a mitzvah. What's called a mitzvah kiyumit, as opposed to a mitzvah chiyuvit. 
there's no obligation, but there is a mitzvah to be fulfilled nonetheless. We grew up on the story, I, I, I heard the story firsthand from Rav uh, Moti Elon, a very uh, well-known figure here in Eretz Yisrael, who he showed this tshuva to Rav Tzvi Yehuda, who was flabbergasted, and he sent them away, Rav Tzvi Yehuda sent uh, Rav Moti Elon and whoever he was with away, and he... Rav Motilon afterwards heard from a person who was with Rav Tzvihuda, why did Moti do this to me? He was apparently angry at Rav Motilon from showing him this tshuva. And, uh, and Rav Motilon claimed in this, when I heard him saying this, that so, so shortly afterwards Rav Tzvihuda became sick and ill and eventually died. He tried to tie in this, this, this uh, revelation of Rav Moshe's tshuva into uh, Rav Tzvihuda's uh, becoming ill and passing away. In any case, it was this. Uh, this is coupled with the fact that, and this one of the more prominent, well-known weekly Torah sheets that are given out in shuls. There's a discussion of uh, the mitzvah of living in Eretz Yisrael. It's described in the following manner. There's this, in this very story-like manner, about a community. What if we heard that there was a community that was very, very from? They kept Shabbat, Tarat, Mishpacha. They learned Torah, they had Dafyomi, and... Everything they did to a tea. However, when they shechted chickens, they didn't do the mitzvah of kisui adam. This is what this this community didn't do. What would we say about that community? We would say, well, we don't understand them. What do they think that this mitzvah is less important than uh, uh, any other mitzvah that they're doing? They they you, you can't accept the Torah in. Uh, in a partial manner, it's all you know. You have to accept everything in the Torah. So there's there's no uh, there's no way to comprehend or understand this uh, this community that keeps all the mitzvot except for Kisui Adam. And then the the the, the punchline of this of this article, which I admit I didn't read to the uh, to the nth degree, that same can be said for all these communities in Chutzlar, it's outside of Israel, who they, they keep uh, Shabbat and Kashrut and Tarat HaMishpacha, and they learn Torah, they're very dedicated to learning Torah, but they don't live in Eretz Yisrael. How, who, gives them, who gives them the permission to ignore this mitzvah, etc.? And this, all of this that I've been discussing until now, whether it's Lagnag, the positive commandment according to the Ramban based on this Pasuk, Perak Lamed Gimel, Perak chapter 33, Pasuk 53. Whether it's this discussion about the Machlokad between the Ramban and the Rambam. About whether there is a positive commandment to live in Eretz Yisrael, whether what Rav Soloveitchik says, or Rav Moshe Feinstein says, or Rav Tzvi Yehuda say, all surrounding this very specific mitzvah of Living in Eretz Israel, and of course this this article which compares uh, not living in Eretz Israel or not fulfilling the mitzvah of living in Eretz Israel 
to not fulfilling the mitzvah of Kisui Hadam, all viewing Eretz Yisrael as another mitzvah, yes or no, and my mind was always missing the point. Living in Eretz Yisrael for me was never about fulfilling another mitzvah in the Torah according to that opinion of the Ramban or of Tzvihuda or whoever it was who subscribed to the fact that it was a positive commandment to fulfill. It was much more about the Gestalt effect of Eretz Yisrael. What do I mean by the Gestalt effect? Eretz Yisrael to me was never about a mitzvah to be fulfilled, but it was about an effect. The Eretz Yisrael effect. Eretz Yisrael was never a quantitative issue of another mitzvah to be fulfilled. It was always a qualitative issue of what does the Torah expect of us on a larger level as far as a Torah lifestyle. And to this end, I would always and I'm, be surprised if this has never come up, whether in my Parsha Chavua Shurim or my Arab Shabbat program. I'd always bring the Pasuk, and this became my uh, rallying cry in B'nai Akiva, is that lo- not Lagnag should be at the base of our ideology but rather Yayach Dvarim Perak Yud Aleph Pasuk Yud Chet V'samtem et Dvarai Eile Aleph Avchem Ve'al Nafshuchem Ukshartem Otam Lot Al Yedchem V'hayu Lot Hatafot Beneinichem And Rashi here comments and Ramban in his footsteps and this is based on Chazal in the, in the Sifri that the Torah has to go out of its way because in Sefer Dvarim, many, many times it stresses, and here I'm adding a little bit of my own commentary, because in, throughout Sefer Dvarim the Torah stresses that the mitzvot are commanded in order to be kept in Eretz Yisrael. So the Torah has to go out of its way to stress that even though I'm constantly stressing that the mitzvot, that the mitzvot are to be fulfilled in Eretz Yisrael, you should know that even when you go into Galut, even though when you go into exile or into the diaspora, you should continue fulfilling the mitzvot nonetheless. You should continue putting on tefillin, you should continue putting on mezuzot. And this idea, as I said, is a much bigger idea. It views the mitzvot, not as a compilation of individual mitzvot, but rather it views the mitzvot as an organism. An organism with 613 components, which are held together by Eretz Yisrael. Whether Eretz Yisrael is one of those 613 components as the Ramban argues, is not relevant, because Eretz Yisrael, to a large extent, is the heart and soul, the glue of that 
organism because this organism cannot exist in Chutz La'aretz. This is based on the writings of Rav Charlap that the Torah is not 613 details. The Torah is one organism that has 613 components. If we were to talk about a, a human being, we wouldn't talk about the number of his cells. We would not talk about the number of his organs. We would talk about one human being. And so too the Torah is one unit with many components. And with it, within that, Eretz Yisrael is, you can opt for whichever option you want, the glue of that organism, of that unit, is the heart, the soul of that unit. It holds everything together. Because the vast majority of the 613 mitzvot are dependent in one way or another on Eretz Yisrael, on Beit HaMikdash. We are able to keep in today's world even in Eretz Yisrael, paucity of mitzvot, but Eretz Yisrael and the life in Eretz Yisrael is the backbone of the Torah in its entirety. Not only on a mitzvah level, but on an ideal level. The Torah is not about a religious lifestyle, merely about a religious lifestyle. It's about how a nation should lead its life in the land that they govern, in the holy land that they govern. It's not about individuals adhering to a religious lifestyle. When, when we read the Torah on a simple level, that's what we see that the Torah is talking about. The Torah is not commanded to an individual, the Torah is commanded to a nation. And that nation dwells in a holy land, and within that holy land, it can fulfill the mission of the Torah. And within that context, looking at Eretz Yisrael as an individual mitzvah, and arguing, what does the Ramban say, what does the Rambam say, perhaps the Rambam agrees with the Ramban, is missing the point. Comparing Eretz Yisrael to a mitzvah of Kisui Hadam is missing the point. It is much, Eretz Yisrael is much larger than any individual mitzvah, and frankly, it doesn't make a difference to me if Eretz Yisrael is a positive commandment or not. I know for some people this is the big issue, because you cannot read through the Torah and get any impression but that Eretz Yisrael is the center, the heart and soul of the Torah. The Torah is dependent on Eretz Yisrael. The Torah is dependent, it's the fulfillment of the Torah, and the Torah's vision is dependent on the Jewish people living in Eretz Yisrael. And anybody who says otherwise is deluding themselves and is only attempting to justify their existence in Chutzlaret or the existence of Jewish people for thousands of years in Chutzlaret, which there's no reason to justify. The Jewish souls who were forced to live in Eretz Yisrael during exile were forced to do so as a punishment to the Jewish people. And 
that punishment is over. And now we should be living in Eretz Yisrael, we should be strengthening the Jewish character of the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael on the most basic level in areas of justice and taking care of weak people. And then further on, instilling greater Torah values as well. Other Torah values as well, beyond justice. But that's another story and that's another level already. In any case, yes, Parshat Maseh, our Parshat Shavua is the Parshat Lagnag, but I beseech all of you listeners out there, all you B'nai Akivaniks out there like myself, to look beyond Lagnag and realize that Eretz Yisrael and its significance and the reason why it's the backbone of our ideology is not because it is another mitzvah and because we adhere to the Ramban, Nachmanides opinion, and that's all that we're holding on to here is this opinion here, is much bigger. I stress uh, for you to look into Yayach and Sefer Javarim. This much more describes the ideology of an Eretz Yisrael Center Torah view and it behooves us in, during the three weeks of Ben Amitzarim, where we are, were exiled from our land, and we lost Beit HaMikdash, for us to reassess our ideologies and realize what it is that we lost and what it is we are striving for. Shabbat Shalom.